welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. That'll be enough. <laughs> who you are, Jerry? Oh, man. No, you, you, those who aren't watching on Facebook Live but hearing it, Maria's holding a up a, ga- a gavel, oh, uh, authentic wooden you. gavel that it has it's a history plastic. to it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 395 <laughs> at Theater House, Covington, Kentucky. <laughs> we made it ourselves. The, well, you got to hit this. Well, you got it. Yeah. Good. Now, do I have to make decisions, too? Yeah, you, no oh. decisions need to be made. We tonight. start. We'll make the decisions. I here. start Monday. Oh my I've God! Well, that's why I've already been sent my first cases. That's hey. true. Oh my! It's real. Well, they these cases they use big words. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jerry, if you don't know, I didn't see anything. Yeah, Jerry's referring to his new TV show, which goes into production now. We're this is March twenty seventh, Wednesday night, that we're recording this. But the show will, people will begin to see it in September. Second week in September. Second starts. week of September. But the production of it is beginning about now, mm. in early April, right? Oh, yeah. So, so got, uh, uh, 30 have, cases a week. All right. This wow. Is, did, yeah, I mean, really. I, 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 That's a lot. <laughs> for the first, I mean, you know, because my regular show, you can imagine how much work that is. <laughs> but um, no, this I really have to work. Hey, well, let's tell real fast. And you, I know this because you've told me your regular show, they told you, do not prepare. You walk in, they would hand you a card that would have basically the names of the people who Just were the names of the guests. part of the conflicts. Right. So you couldn't prepare. They wanted no, they a fresh, don't want me to know what every the show's man's about. reaction to right. whatever's happened. And then make jokes, but I'm never allowed to know what the show's about. Here, I have to know oh. ahead of time. And, and now, I, have been I still s- then listen to the plaintiff and defendant and you know, and ask them questions and help me make a decision. But the case, I've got to know the background of the case. And I have said this uh, both on the air and off the air, and I'm being serious now. uh, We've known each other since we got out of college. I got out Mm. of grad school. You got out of law school. Well, you got out of Xavier. Well, yeah. I got out of college. (laughs) Jerry's joke always was, Gene didn't go to college. He went to Xavier instead. (laughs) I don't boom boom hey yeah uh, yeah this will be good <laughs> yes but anyway yes. Uh, but you have been in politics your whole life uh, and I know your background your academic training you've been mayor of Cincinnati anchor man leading news in Cincinnati blah 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 so you could have been you seriously could have been a judge you could have tried to get elected and I guarantee you would have gotten elected in the Cincinnati area. You could have had a long career as a judge. You pursued the legislature instead, city council and governor and that stuff. So now you really are, you know, you'll be doing some quips when you do this show, but you are a judge, small claims court, and you are making judgments. So this is hard, serious work. I don't want to do it. It's scaring me. I yeah, it's, it's, it's ex- honestly, it is exciting. I mean, you know, at this age to get a new job and, yeah. an ex- you know. And it's an intellectual job. Again, no, yeah. all kidding aside. Yeah, I'm is, looking forward to it. I really am. Yeah, but it is, I am, you know, when dinner's over, instead of turning the TV on, I now go and start reading all the yeah, cases. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and uh, one more comment, and again, not kidding, you don't want to look like a fool. I know you, and you will be prepared, and you will have judgments that people will agree or disagree with, but look, that's what every judge Not does. looking like a fool may be too high of a bar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bungling idiot. Yeah, how about, like yeah. Bungling idiot. Yeah, bung, bumbling idiot yeah. I can be, but fool, no. Now, let's anyway. brag about Maria Corelli, yes. the third voice on this podcast. <laughs> Say hello to Maria Corelli. Hey, guys. <clears throat> There's big news. Your first album release yeah. is happening. Yes. You just added a third show. I did, yeah. April 12th is when, that that Friday is when the album is going to be available okay. to all you listening out there on all the streaming platforms, so Spotify, okay. Pandora, iTunes, anything. That, wherever you listen to your music, it's going to be available there. And then um, and they'll find it how? By just uh, plugging in your name? Or what's the yeah. album title's name? I mean, yeah, if you just put in my name, Maria Corelli. Spell Corelli? <laughs> C -A I, I want to help you sell some records here. Let's yeah, go. yeah, C-A-R-R-E-L-L-I, two you, R's, two L's. You got it right. <laughs> Well, but yeah, it's, and then the album name is Strings on My Guitar. So. Strings on My Guitar, great. Yeah. This is very exciting, Maria. I'm so we, we are very excited mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. And, then, and we're so proud that you're part of this podcast. And we, yep. I've said constantly, no. Maria is a singer-songwriter and sings sometimes solo, has performed in various combinations with people, including mm -hmm. with, and this is exciting, uh, Amy Alvey, who is our performer tonight. Yeah. You'll be hearing from her a little bit later in the show, but let me give you some preliminaries on her. She is, she's really interesting. And I almost, when I hear her story, I think, and there's, there's some Woody Guthrie in it in this sense. She's a singer-songwriter. She's going to do a song, uh, I think, tonight that is one that she just wrote. We're going to have her on a couple weeks running, and I know she's going to do that on one of those. But she travels around the country because her passion is rock climbing, Jerry. You can relate to this because you are a rock climber. And you're going up on Mount Rushmore. We've yes. already talked about this. I'm, you're going up and I'm, I'm a I'm chiseled figure. But you have to go up there for them to I'm do not the climbing. They can you lift are, me up there, but there'll be yeah, no you climbing. Are, you will climb up. Um, we're going to have you watch Free Solo, the movie about the guy that just free soloed on Al Capitan yeah. in uh, Yosemite. And that'll be some of your prep. But Amy, this is such a cool image, travels around in a van, sometimes sleeps in her van, gets money performing at various places along the way, and then aims herself at probably spectacular places to rock climb because you've done it with her. You did two years, you did tours across country. Yeah, so that's what Amy and I did together. We, we actually, so we both love rock climbing and got together one day and we were like, hey, uh, we know we each have our own separate musical um, endeavors, but we'd love to take some time off and, and do these rock climbing tours. So they'd be like two weeks at a time or a month at a time and we'd go out and we'd, we'd, we'd hit Bishop, California, we'd hit uh, Utah, Red Rock. Um, there are no Boston. places there with elevators? <laughs> No, we had to get ourselves up the up the uh, the boulders, Jerry. And we'll chat with Amy a little later in the show, and because I know she's got stuff going on soon in Ireland, Germany. She's been to Thailand. 
So, I mean, she's part of Hoot and Holler as well, which mm -hmm. is another band, and they've been on our podcast. So she's very talented and versatile. Yeah. And uh, we're really looking forward to that. So that's going to be very cool. Uh, I got contacted. I won't read the email because, you know, you, you're always on it. Don't read all those emails because we get thousands of them, and I feel obliged <laughs> to for the, write, the listeners that we read occasionally their emails. But somebody sent an email and proposing, and the email, I'm just going to give you the short of it, said, well, Jerry's got his new TV show, Maria's got an album, Gene, and, and this is written by someone who is a kind of a producer, reality TV show, show producer. Yeah. And uh, she's suggesting there be a show, and she's prepared to go into production. Yeah. I got to talk to you about the production schedule of yeah. a show called Clean Gene, the Trekking Machine. And it's a show where I am out on trails, because I'm a backpacker. I'm yeah. a, a, you know, a, like the wilderness. Yeah. And But I always, my motto is, it's better to look cool than to feel good. You want to look really good. So I buy all real kind of cool techie gear, clothing. When does the cool part come in? I'm even modeling some of that tonight. By the way, pants made by cool, K-U-H-L, outdoor yeah. people know about cool. Yeah. Uh, and... So anyway, that's a show uh, that will be coming up. We need a little production money. We're looking for some <laughs> yeah. investors, and I turn to you. Yeah. yeah. See if maybe. Uh, I got you, just Gene. Clean <laughs> Gene. Yeah. There's a, a box machine. out front with all the requests for money. Just drop it in, as you you know, and it'll be there with the other 500. Yeah. I ignore. Yeah, I wonder if I could ever believe that. Hey, we're going to go after the show tonight to Tyler Childers' performance. Mm at the Madison Theater in Covington. You want to go with us? I mean, you can if you want. It's up to you. Oh, this we're is gonna great. Go. That no, you're awesome. gonna You're going to be rejected in, on, on the air. It's perfect. <laughs> no, I mean, it's No, Maria, wait, you have extra welcome. ticket? I mean, isn't well, we'll it get sold you out? In. Oh. Yeah, we'll get you in. We're going to go in the back door. No, I'm we're not that. paying for tickets. No, 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 no. We're going, we're... Where I'm working out the logistics because yeah. I'm the executive <laughs> producer. Yeah. Yeah. Just got a letter from the IRS. I as want a, you to know. As, yeah, know. as opposed yeah. to all the other producers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so, I, Jerry, I don't know if Tyler knows this, but this will come out later, so we're not worrying about messing the secret up. But Jerry's going to come on stage at the end of his set, oh. and he's going to do some funny stuff because Jerry's hilarious. And then Jerry, <laughs> I'm hoping, doing? is going to sing a song with Tyler Childers. And I'm going to be there, you're saying? On stage. You Wait, Jerry, you're singing a song? Yes. I have no idea. On stage. <laughs> on stage. What? It, that's to I'm close the place. <laughs> yeah, he's no, going to close his first set. No, that's when it's time set. to close. You know, because it's so hard when you want to close a bar to get people to leave. Mm. They bring me up, I sing, and everyone... I guess. And Tyler no. Childers is a big deal on music. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. blowing up. He's really blowing up, as they say. What would, how would you characterize this? Kind of country, uh, new country kind of stuff? Or yeah, like... Or country? New country, alt country. Um. I'm more old country. <laughs> That's actually true. Yeah. I am, yeah, from the old country. Yeah. No, yeah. I am old country. I'm... Anyway, we're looking, looking forward to that. That's so yeah. exciting. Hey, one last thing. I want to ask Jerry a, a question about, oh, the Mueller report. Again, the 27th of March is when we're doing this, so it dropped three days ago on the, over the weekend. I saw a show, I was telling you about this right before we came on the air, Maria, Axis TV, AXS, it's a cable channel, and it's a music channel, and they do a lot of great interviews and a lot of concerts, and they show a lot of stuff. 
So they did a show about something that happened in 1970. I wonder if you remember this, Jerry. You weren't born yet, but there was a thing called... Your parents weren't dating. There was a thing (laughs) called Festival Express. A promoter rented a train in Canada, and they started in Toronto, and they went to the Alberta, into Mm. the Canadian Rockies. And on on the Festival Express, they put all these performers... Janis Joplin, The Grateful Dead, uh, Buddy Guy, a blues singer, Ian and Sylvia. Sylvia Tyson was on our show about a year ago. And some others. And they got on this train, and these performers who were really big at the time were accustomed to going to a venue and just playing. Hmm. They had never gone to venues, because that was the point. The train kept stopping at assigned places where they would all get off the train and go to a venue and put on a, a Woodstock-type concert because Woodstock was like the year before. Yeah, 16. So they were trying to recreate Woodstock in yeah. Canada all across the country. And the, the movie, it wasn't video, it was film, is a documentary largely about what went on on the train wow. in the club car. Because they all had their sleeper cars, but then they were all hanging out in the club car where they were drinking. Hmm. They had to stop in a town because the conductor says, these people have, we've been drunk out. There's no more booze on this. And they said, you got to get more booze. And he says, there isn't any way to get more booze. And he said, the promoter said, next stop, stop the train. And they all walked into town to a liquor store and emptied it out. And they show them carrying, you know, uh, all this Canadian uh, whiskey and stuff onto this train. And then they got back on and got drunk some more and went on to the next venue. It is an amazing story. And it was an amazing phenomenon called the Festival Express. We we should do this on the uh, Ludlow City bus. (laughs) There's an idea. Just get on there and. Stop any place, step off the bus. Go down to Hater Dry Goods and do a concert. <laughs> yeah. Go a little farther down to the Ludlow Tavern. Empty out concert. liquor we stores. Could draw, for the liquor store. There's it. no telling. We could draw seven people. Oh, we could. <laughs> well, at least five. Hey, serious question. The Mueller report dropped. Uh, was that the biggest story of the era or even the month? I... I don't think so, um, and I'm, you know I think it'll be a blip in history in terms of the report. And I think what it basically shows is that the there uh, impeachment is off the table. There's no, there's not going to be an impeachment. And the major reason is there was enough in it that the Trump supporters are still going to stay with Trump. And, you know, most of the country that doesn't like Trump is going to still be against Trump. So there was something in it for everybody. Nothing's going to change. And that, it won't have much effect in what goes on. We still have the election of 2020. But there's another kind of simmering story that has been going on since the Trump campaign and since he became president. And I'll try to quickly walk, walk us through it. I remember when we were first starting to do this uh, podcast, or after a year or so of doing it, and the camp, presidential campaign was starting, 
I was talking a lot about Steve Bannon, and Steve Bannon was Trump's uh, senior advisor. And Steve Bannon had, you know, who who um, was the head of Breitbart News, a right-wing publication, etc. But he's a pretty bright guy, and he has a world philosophy. He has an outlook. And his outlook, and he did, what, he did interviews on this, and he wrote articles on this, speeches about this. His worldview is that we are heading to a clash of civilizations and that what we're coming closer and closer to, he sees a war between Christianity and Islam. And he wants America to be the leader of the Christianity side because America's the strongest country in the world, militarily, economically, etc. And therefore, if his idea of a war, whether it's an outright using weapons or, or a cultural war, whatever it is, he sees it's not going to be successful from the Christian side unless America takes the lead. And he, therefore, views that if America is going to lead this war of civilizations that he sees, then America can't be multicultural. Because if America stays multicultural, it's going to be very hard to convince America to be in this war when a great portion of America is not necessarily white or Christian. America is made up of all different religions, ethnic groups, nationalities, etc. So if you want us, if you want America to be the leader of this war of civilizations, you have to make America pure. That seems like an awfully extreme anti-American philosophy. But that's his. And he admits to it. Well, he had to find a candidate. We needed a president to lead this, he says. And so what kind of person would be the president of this? It would have to be someone who was, as nice as I can say it, an empty vessel. In other words, someone without any political philosophy that you could inject with this new extreme philosophy. Someone who was already a grown-up and had his own views isn't going to adopt this. So it had to be someone who never thought about politics in his life in terms of the issues. And it had to be someone who was at least partly bigoted, if not outright so, so they, they could handle the idea of America becoming a more bigoted society, of America condemning Muslims or blacks or Hispanics or pick your group. And he finds Donald Trump. So that was his idea. And that's why Trump all of a sudden became this nationalist. Why Trump all of a sudden, as soon as he's in office, the very first thing he did, ban the Muslims. Mexicans are rapists and murderers. Build the wall. Disenfranchise blacks. Made it, make it harder for them to vote. Everything against whatever minority exists in America, except whites, and in some cases, white supremacists. Well, this philosophy is right up the alley of white supremacists. So you say, oh, come on, it, it's not really that. But a couple of weeks ago, we had the mass murder 
of uh, in New Zealand at a Muslim at a mosque. Fifty people praying in the mosque were assassinated, and the world was horrified by such a thing. And here's the president of the United States of America, and if I could find his quote here, but basically it said this was a small group of people um, who were troubled, who were seriously troubled, I guess. That was the president's quote. It was committed by just a small group of people who are obviously troubled, I guess. That is his reaction to walking into a mosque and killing 50 Muslims. And we're supposed to be the leader of a democratic society. He's supposed to be the leader of a democratic society, leader of the free world. This is the response when something like this happens, the same response he had at Charlottesville when we had the march and those neo-Nazis. Well, not neo, these Nazis. Well, they have some good people too. This is all consistent. He always goes out of his way not to do anything that will put a blanket on anti-Muslim feelings in America. This is the war of civilizations. Even this last week, he meets with Netanyahu. And let me start off by saying I've got family in Israel, so I'm a great supporter of Israel. I don't agree with everything the Israeli government is doing, just like I love America and I don't believe in everything our government does. I think it's perfectly fair to be uh, a Jewish person who loves Israel, maybe even has family there. But that doesn't mean I have to agree with everything the Israeli government does, and, and, and I don't. But he meets with Netanyahu, and now the Israelis who have occupied the Golan Heights since 1967 now says America will recognize that that is now Israeli land. And of course, it's purely symbolic because Israel does occupy the area, so and the world isn't agreeing to that, but it's symbolic. But there again, it's something against Arabs, something against Muslims, something against, it seems like everything he does, even if, at first hand you say, well, this is a, why did he suddenly hold this press conference and say this? Everything he does, you can trace back to this notion that if it isn't white Christian, in some cases white supremacist America, he isn't for it. He downgrades it. Every black politician is low IQ. Time and time again, that is what we are facing in the next if we have him for four more years, God forbid, but if that would happen, that's what we're facing. The war of civilizations, I'm telling you, I don't think the threat to America is Islam. Not that I don't think. I know the threat to America is not Islam. The threat to America is authoritarianism, a move closer to fascism. The idea that everyone he connects with 
is an authoritarian ruler in their own country, be it Putin, be it Kim Jong-il in, in North Korea, whether it's the Philippines, whether it's Turkey, whether it's Brazil. Everyone he puts his arm around is an authoritarian leader cutting democratic institutions in their, in their own country. Including Netanyahu, to stay in office, he makes a pact with the right wing, the most right wing small party in Israel that will give him enough votes, he thinks, to stay in office. This is what the danger of Trump is, more so than the headlines of a Mueller report, etc. The courts will ultimately deal with that, the New York courts, whatever it is, it is. If you don't want Trump anymore, if you don't want to go in this direction, the answer is the 2020 election. It's not finding technical ways to get him out of office now. It wouldn't be done before the election anyway. So stop talking about impeachment. Right now, focus on the 2020 election if you don't want America to keep moving towards authoritarian government. That's what our responsibility is now, 2020. Um, we're going to move on to our music portion of the podcast. Um, and before, as Jean had mentioned, we've had Hoot and Holler on. And tonight we have a very, very special solo performance by half of the uh, Hoot and Holler duo, Amy Alvey. And speaking of um, hope in 2020, I, I feel like we, uh, I feel like this is what we need to keep doing is empowering empowering strong young females with strong voices like Amy here. She has been such an inspiration for me. <clears throat> oh, no, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> but, like, I'm so proud of her to have her on this podcast. So. Great. Wonderful. Great. <laughs> and it's fun watching Maria cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, such a crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> Should I do the song first and then yeah. we're going to talk? Okay. Yeah, you can tell us a little bit about what you're going to play. Yeah. Um, well, this is a song that Mark and I usually play out together. Um, so yeah, Hoot and Holler is the uh, the name of my duo, although we are going to have to change our name uh, by next year when we come out with our album because there's a, a, a band in St. Louis called the Hoot and Hollers, and they are, they're great. Um, but there's just been kind of getting more and more confusion. You know, people coming to our show thinking they're going to see a three-piece uh, Barry Sachs, electric guitar, <laughs> drums, trio, uh, mm. and people going to see them thinking they're going to see a fiddle guitar duo. Um, but we're based in Asheville, North Carolina. I'm on a break right now, and I was just visiting Maria, and I'm happy to be here. So um, this one's called Sitting Pretty, and I know you guys like to sing, um, so if you want to catch along to the course, it's really just, I'm sitting pretty. That's all you need to know, and you'll catch up on it. <laughs> Smoke, oh, I'm sitting pretty. Ain't that? 
is burning just to settle the score. Hurricane Irma, Jose Nate, it won't take too much water just to flood through the gates. And I'm sitting pretty, dragging a smoke, oh, I'm sitting pretty. Ain't that a joke, oh, I'm sitting pretty, dragging a smoke, oh, I'm sitting pretty. Ain't that a joke? Some people work hard and can't catch a break Big coal is all gone and all that's left are the graves If life is like a game then it's luck of the draw And you're only on top because of others who fall And I'm sitting pretty, dragging a smoke, oh I'm sitting pretty, ain't that a joke, oh I'm sitting pretty Dragging a smoke, oh, I'm sitting pretty, ain't that a joke? Johnny's got a rifle under his desk, he's tired of being bullied and called teacher's pet. His dad don't have the time to give to his name, if Johnny loves to start trouble, it'll all end the same. And I'm sitting pretty, dragging a smoke, oh, I'm sitting pretty, ain't that a joke, oh, I'm sitting pretty, dragging a smoke, oh, I'm sitting pretty, ain't that a joke. Fiddle is kind of my main instrument, but it's fun to play on guitar. Yeah, <laughs> sounds awesome, and Thanks. it's pretty prevalent to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know, a lot of themes of, uh, you know, basically. Am I allowed to curse on this podcast? Is that allowed? You can say golly. <laughs> okay. Okay, we got the FCC rules going. Okay, well, you know, a lot of things that are going on in the world, and, um, you know, I'm a full-time touring musician. I travel around a lot, and... You know, you hear about all these horrible things happening in the world today and like every day, yeah. oh, it seems. And, uh, you know, you can feel really far. I can feel really far removed from it when I'm like, you know, playing a show every night. Um, and it's pretty anxiety inducing. 
Um, so that was kind of like my response to that of sitting with that feeling of like when things are kind of f***ed up, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. When That's what really... I thought she was trying to say, but. <laughs> But we don't talk that way here. But I, I think that's, yeah. I think that's, that's what you were trying you to say. Yeah, you can't say up on our show. <laughs> um, Amy, will you tell us where we can see updates about Hoot and Holler and your stuff and your website and other music, like maybe where we could hear that song or in the future? Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, so the, our website is hootandhollermusic.com. That's hoot, A-N-D, Holler with an E, um, music.com. And we actually don't have that song recorded, but we are going to be recording a new album in April. So, um, you know, you can follow us on Facebook. We have Instagram. We're not on Twitter. Uh, you know, got to draw the line somewhere. And I guess like, <laughs> yeah. Twitter and Snapchat, you know, it's like, if I already spend too much time on the internet self-promoting myself <laughs> anyway. So, you know. Uh, and our website, those those are all good ways to keep in touch. Awesome. Yeah. Interesting thing, we were chatting before the show, Maria and Amy and myself, and you're headed, you were telling me, Maria, that mm-hmm. after the show is over, Amy's headed straight to the Red River Gorge, mm-hmm. and tomorrow morning you'll wake up and rock climb. Is that's, that right? That's right, yes. What's wrong with you? <laughs> hmm. You know. I wake you know, up every go, day and yeah. wonder that. No, yeah. I'm... Um, well, so yeah, I live in my van full time. I've been living in my van since uh, 2016. Wow. So it's been just over three years. And granted, you know, there have been periods of like, you know, every every Christmas I go home to my parents' place in Southern California. So I have time to like uh, sleep in a, in a room again. And, and a lot of times I'm fortunate enough to, uh, friends of mine have extra rooms. So, you know, I was staying at Maria's place down the street. Um but yeah, so Mark and I, we tour together most of the year. And then when we don't tour, I usually go on these climbing trips. Um, You'll climb tomorrow solo? Uh, I'll be meeting up with a couple friends, actually, okay. who live in the gorge. Yeah, I mean... You know, Red I River could... Gorge, we should mention, in the greater Cincinnati area from Ludlow, Kentucky, is about two hours, two hours plus. And it really is an amazing... It's world-class rock climbing, World... would you agree? In yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, I've... I've I have climbed all over the country and I even went to Thailand last fall to climb. And I mean, the red is still one of my favorite places to climb. It really is one of the best spots in the world. And, um, it's just, I'm so glad that it's so close to Cincinnati because yeah. then yeah. I can pop over and see. One of the things that, and I, I'm not a climber and I kind of wish I was, but I think you my look time like is, one, well, I, tell I think you my what. time is, <laughs> oh, it's that, it's that, it's it's that outfit. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the, the kind of It's the cool pants. <laughs> but I saw, and I've been to the red a lot and yeah. I go to the red, uh, backpack. Mm-hmm. And so when you backpack in Red River Gorge, uh, the day it's really not that big if you're a backpacker so the day activity is often to go to these rock faces and watch climbers to be honest mm-hmm. and well i could go and watch <laughs> you actually could this is now this is good you are you you're recording right David? no 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 this is good no what you just committed to i'm this is very no cool. i said you'll go you... to red river gorge and i'm telling you the only rocks you're going to watch people climb on you are going to have yeah. to hike to no i and you're going to have to camp somewhere said, in the did vicinity did you see my watch no you didn't <laughs> did you see my red watch yeah <laughs> 
It's gorgeous. You're Red Rider. That's pretty good, Jerry. That's why he's got two TV shows. Two. And I'm sitting here. Two. Amy. I just watched Free Solo. Mm-hmm. The climber's name is, I forget his name. Alex Honnold. He, and, and the, is it not true that the climbing community, it is not unusual, maybe common, that they live in vans? Yeah. They literally live in vans so that you can go park in the parking lot of Yosemite National Park or Joshua Tree National Park, live out of your van and go climb every morning. Is that true? That, well... Uh, a slight thing about Yosemite is that you're actually not allowed to be there for longer than two weeks. So you actually have to, if you're going to do the van thing, you actually have to camp outside of the park and drive oh. in every day. You can't okay. camp over. But so, um, but yeah, I mean, it's funny. Van life has become this whole phenomenon. Um, and, you know, with the, with Instagram and when you search the hash, hashtag van life, um, which this guy, I think his name Hunter Foster, developed, like came up with the hashtag, and that was like it was just a joke on like thug life. You know, he would he was traveling around in his van, and he would see other people living in their vans, and you know, pee jugs and all that, and like people brushing their teeth at the WalMarts, and he was that was just like oh hashtag van life. But now it's like this whole curated thing, and you know, it's it's so I'm I'm very aware of just how different it is. I mean, it's like you know, people back then in the seventies and 60s, 70s, and 80s, I mean, there were dirtbag climbers living in their van, and they really were. I mean, they're eating butter packets, steal, wow. stealing butter packets from buffets because, or eating cat food out of cans because they just literally didn't have money and they just wanted to climb all the time. But now you've got, like, the sprinter vans and, you know, people are selling their houses and, and buying these tricked-out vehicles. And I, I'm that's great if, if, you know, people can do that. But it's just, it's a different... Thing. It's not the Chris Farley living in your van down by the river, yeah, that, you know. Yeah. It's, um, and, That's good and, stuff. Yeah, and my, my van measure. is built out as a camper. It's it's nice and comfortable. Um, if it's, I mean, it's insulated, but it's not very pleasant to sleep in when it's, like, colder than 30 degrees out. So. All right, party at Amy's van after yeah. the show. Hey. Yeah. All right. Um, Amy, will you do us a big favor and and sing down by the riverside and let uh, Jerry sing on a verse? Oh man, I would I would just be tickled. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you never ask. <laughs> That's why people are always laughing. They're <laughs> being tickled. <laughs> Recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.
now, you hear?